Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. I'm Chloe Brotheridge. I am a hypnotherapist. I specialize in helping people with things like anxiety and I am the author of The Anxiety Solution. So this week I've got a really special guest. It's Zoe Blasky and she is the founder of of Motherkind and she is a coach, she hosts events and workshops and talks all aimed at helping mums to reconnect to themselves in the madness of modern mum life. She offers one-to-one coaching and she also teaches meditation which is basically one of my favourite things in the world so I was really excited to talk to her. She's also the host of a podcast called The Motherkind Podcast so I would definitely recommend checking that out if you're a mum or even if you're you know a mum-to-be or you're thinking about having children in the very near future I would definitely recommend Zoe's podcast and also this podcast as well I know that you're going to find that we are talking about loads of topics that you're really going to relate to Zoe discusses the things that mums struggle with the most and so if you are struggling at the moment you're definitely going to want to listen to this and I promise you're going to feel less alone by listening And she also gives really simple, actionable tips and advice on what you can do at home that doesn't have to take up loads of time to take care of yourself and to manage your mental well-being as a mum. You can follow Zoe on Instagram. She's at motherkind.co and her website is www.motherkind.co. So we're going to go into the interview in a second. I want to also invite you to join me on Facebook in our Facebook group. It's called Karma You Community. And if you just search Karma You Community on Facebook, you will find that group and you have to request um, membership because it's obviously a private group. No one will know that you're in that group. It's um, private. And it's just a very supportive community of people who maybe are experiencing some anxiety, confidence issues, People are asking questions, posting inspiring messages and and notes of support. And it's just a really lovely group and everyone is so supportive. And I really want to invite you to come and join us in the Karma You community on Facebook. All right, let's get over to the interview with Zoe. Welcome, Zoe. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to chat to you. I am... I am in a position where all my friends are having children and I'm getting up to that sort of point myself where I'm thinking that that is going to happen in the next few years. So from a purely selfish 
uh, perspective. I've, I've been really looking forward to talking to you and just getting your tips and insights into that kind of um, stage of life. And I know that obviously there will be lots of mums listening and people who, you know, want to have children in the future. So I know you're going to have a lot to, to share about this. Um, can you tell us a bit about, you know, yourself and your story and, and why you started Motherkind? Yeah, of course. So Motherkind is um, it's still quite new. So it's only about coming up for six months now. So it's still a tiny little newborn um, in relative terms. And um, yeah, it's been quite a journey, actually, to get to to get to starting Motherkind. So I always did corporate jobs. So my background is in marketing. And I always worked for big corporations. And when I was 24, because of some challenges I was having in my life and with my family, I went into a 12-step recovery program called Al-Anon. And um, as a result of that, I found this this real passion I didn't know was there for self-development and well-being and understanding our minds and our behavior and behavioral patterns and I got really, really into it. So, you know, every time I wasn't working, I was, you know, doing a workshop or reading a book or on a meditation retreat. It became my real passion outside work. And I I also then over the years started to do some training. So I trained as a coach. I trained as a meditation teacher and I did loads and loads of online courses and things like EFT and other techniques. And um, I always had in the back of my mind that I would love to one day do this more as a career or somehow do it as you know a, a dual career but I didn't really know what that would look like and then I started to get bigger and bigger teams at my at my work and I was told consistently I was really good at working with people and people management so I thought oh maybe it's career coaching so I started I did a, an extra bit of training in order to do career coaching and I started doing some career coaching just for friends to start with and then had a few paid clients but to be honest with you it didn't really it, it it I didn't love it as much as I thought I would which was quite surprising so I um I sort of knew that if it wasn't lighting me up inside it probably wasn't my path so I put that down and you know at that point I had started consulting so I was I was a marketing consultant working for myself and um that's when I got pregnant and the journey of pregnancy and having my little girl, Jessie, who's now two, um, was such a life changing, obviously, but in so many different ways. And, you know, even though I had all these trainings and I was still in uh, very actively in my recovery and I had very strong meditation practice and, and everything like that, I found it incredibly challenging um, having a little newborn. I, I lost myself. I... Um, experienced all of my my big triggers and my big challenges you know around fear and anxiety and comparison so I looked for a community of mums who were talking about this stuff in motherhood you know just as there are so many communities talking about this sort of stuff in life in general that I'd been following and an active part of I thought okay great so where are the communities talking about motherhood in this way and what we can do about all these challenges that were coming up for me um, and what the solutions might be. And I didn't really find it. Um, I found lots of people talking about how hard it was and that was great. Um, and But I didn't really find people talking about the solution or could there be a spiritual solution to this or could there be a self-development solution? So when I didn't find it, I start, that sort of planted the seed for me that I this could be something that I could offer. 
and at the same time I was sort of learning how to fit in my own self-care practices with having a newborn so I was really on a sort of trial and error and lots of mums were asking me how I was doing it so how did I manage to fit in a bit of yoga or how did I manage to fit in a little bit of meditation while still being a really present um, and engaged mum with Jessie so that was interesting and then because of my marketing background I thought well I wonder if it's just me and this sort of handful of mums that are interested in this. So I put a survey together um, that, you know, got a couple of hundred responses, which was which was all I needed. And um, they what came back was amazing, was that 90 percent of the mums that I spoke to said that they felt guilty, anxious or stressed most days. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I actually cried when I when I read a lot of the verbatims because I realised that there was an epidemic out there, actually, is, is my view of people really struggling with, um, you know, mother, early motherhood and motherhood is really hard. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Um, there's a lot going on in the sort of mum world about some, uh, you know, about the lightheartedness of how hard that is. And I, you know, I really, I really think that's a great thing. Um, but I really wanted Motherkind to, to, to be talking about the solution. And I think also, you know, I don't drink. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the mummy bloggers, you know, wine o'clock and all that sort of, um, all that sort of rhetoric didn't really sit with me. That wasn't the path that I was on. So, yeah, the next day after I got those survey results, I decided to start Motherkind because I felt like I could bring something to the conversation. I I felt like I could help. I could share my experiences. I had all these trainings um, and I, I genuinely just wanted to start a conversation about it. And um, yeah, and that was six months ago and it's it's gone amazingly well, I have to say, in terms of, you know, the feedback that I get, which is which is, you know, beyond my wildest dreams. Incredible, incredible. And, you know, it is a really, you know, mums have a distinct set of challenges and problems that unless you are a mum, you probably can't imagine or, you know, it's hard to to maybe relate to because you haven't kind of gone through it. What are the things that you hear mums struggling with the most? I think the two biggest ones that I hear all the time are the, the first one is guilt. So, you know, and, and I didn't really think I would experience it, actually. And I, and I did as well. Um, and the second one is, is fear and anxiety, right. which I know, you know, is really interesting, given given your specialism. Um, and again, you know, I didn't I didn't think I think I was a bit naive. I didn't think that I would struggle with those things because I had done all this work on myself. You know, I'd had like 10 years worth of therapy and recovery. And um, where I was, you know, struggling with fear and anxiety and um for me it's a sign of how much I loved Jenny and how desperately I wanted to do a good and it also you know of course if I have a tendency to a fearful mind which I definitely do and I also have a tendency to an anxious mind you know having this little bundle which is so vulnerable and I love so much is going to bring all that up in me and I do wish that um someone would have sat me down and told me that that would happen and um you know what to do and and give me some tools and that's really where my passion and my mission come from is just to share this might happen um it's a sign I think it's a sign of um you know how much we love our little our little babies and children as they grow older and how desperately we want to do a good job and um and and what we can do when we experience that guilt fear and anxiety so that that's yeah that surprised me and that's what I hear 
the most from from almost every mum that I speak to actually will share a similar story right yeah and you know like like anything the more we talk about these things the more awareness there is the less alone people feel less you know shame there is about what whatever you're struggling with so I think it's so important that you know, people are talking about this more. Yeah, and it's brilliant and it's really changing and, and there's lots more to talk about, you know, postnatal depression and um, birth trauma and birth PTSD, which is which is amazing. And I think, you know, it's also really good to talk about things that don't have those labels, you know, because I didn't I didn't have postnatal depression. I wouldn't I didn't identify with that, but I did experience this fear, anxiety, guilt, comparison. So I think I think that the total awareness that we're bringing to this on all its levels and scales and colors and whatever you might be experiencing, it's it's totally normal. That's what I would say um, to have some shift in your mental health as a result of being a mother, because it's such a monumental, such a monumental life changing event. Yeah, and there's there's probably few few things in life that are such big, you know, life changing events, and yeah, certainly I mean, in those first few weeks and months. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think thinking about it, I don't think there's anything as big. Because mm. um, even if you get married, you can get divorced. If you buy a house, you can sell it. You know, once once you decide to become a mother, you know, that's a it's a lifelong journey, and that's beautiful and incredibly exciting. Um, but also, I think we need much more support than we're currently getting um, for, for mums with, you know, our, our relationships to ourselves through that journey. And that's what I talk about, you know, reconnecting to ourselves through that journey, um, as opposed to pouring all of our um, energy onto those around us, which, again, is what I hear about time and time again. How do we get that balance right between, you know, caretaking uh, caregiving, uh, giving to those around us, our families, and and also taking care of ourselves, and that's something that I I teach and I'm really passionate to talk about as well is is getting that balance right because I definitely didn't get that right at the start. <laughs> right, yeah, and I suppose as women we are socialised to put other people before ourselves, and it's something that is kind of subconsciously drummed into us from an early age, and to kind of try and find that balance can be quite challenging for people yeah you're absolutely right and also you know when you become a mum I think you know if anyone's been through pregnancy you become invisible pretty quickly people just want to ask about your bump or how or touch it or you know comment on how big it is or um you know it's it's interesting and then you know when you have the baby again the whole focus goes on to the onto the baby and I think you're right you know societally that's what happens but you know we know now there are some really interesting studies coming out and more and more people talking about this that if we want to be um you know the best mums that we can be we have we have to learn how to nourish ourselves at the same time and that's the journey that I went on is is how can I fit in looking after me whilst looking after uh, a newborn you know and I only had one you know some people have got you know three four five children so I think learning how we can fit these things in to keep looking at looking after ourselves, reconnecting with ourselves so that we can be the best caregivers that we can. Um, you know, it's such a cliche, isn't it? But it's like the oxygen mask on the plane, you know, that we have to put ours on in order to then give the best care to those around us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is is a bit of a cliche, but actually I think it's worth saying again and again, because often we know you know as an idea that we should be looking after ourselves and putting ourselves first but 
you know, often that takes a back seat and it, it is still hard to do. So I think just continuing to put that message out is yeah. really important. Yeah. I mean, I quite like cliches. I always say that they're cliches for a reason, you yeah. know, because there's often a lot of truth in it. And I think, you know, you're right. I've got that written um, written on my fridge, actually, you know, is taking mm -hmm. care of myself because I, you know, even though I teach this stuff, I forget all the time, you know, I'll be feeling you know, anxious or stressed or just not good in my head or my body. And I'll realize I haven't had five minutes quiet time to myself all day or maybe for two days. Yeah. Um, so it's so easy to do, especially as, you know, as a mum, however many children you've got or however other children are, there's always something to be doing. That's what I've learned. You know, there's always something to do, whether that's, you know, around the house or some admin to do with the baby or cooking or you know, it's it, it's so easy to find ourselves continually occupied um, and forgetting just to take a few moments. It doesn't need to be long. I'm not talking about, you know, candlelit baths and walk in the woods. I'm talking about, you know, just three deep breaths just to come back and check in with how we're doing to then enable us to parent from a from a calmer place and a more connected place. Because what I see and I hear time and time again is that, you know, year after year or even month after month of, of not doing that, that tends to then result in, as I'm sure you've seen, Chloe, you know, anxiety or health problems even or just feeling really stressed or feeling like life's a groundhog day and losing some of the joy of life, um, which is what a lot of the mums that will come to me share. Um, and I think that, you know, a cumulative effect of not taking those few moments through each day just to just to do those little you know, nourishing things for ourselves and, and keep in check of how we're feeling as well. Because um, as you know, you know, if we don't, if we don't check, check that, our feelings will come out sideways somehow. That's my experience. Exactly, yeah. And I think that'll be quite comforting for people listening that you don't need to make huge overhauls in your life in order to get a benefit. You can do small things. You can take small moments for yourself and really simple things like breathing deeply taking three deep breaths, as you said, that can make a big difference, but don't mean that you have to, you know, go and live on a desert island or completely yeah, exactly. turn your life yeah, around. Exactly. And, you know, and, and the reality of, of having children is that it is always on, you know, whilst they're up and you're parenting, there isn't, you know, well, I haven't found a way to go and, you know, have a bath or have a 10 minute meditation. So, you know, I use breath is such an important tool for me when I'm with Jessie you know if she's starting to have a meltdown or something's going wrong you know the first thing that I do when I remember is um it's just to connect to my breath because I know that when I start to feel stressed or anxious you know if we're, especially if we're out and about and I've got that whole oh what are people thinking of me going on when I start to shallow breathe, that's going to tell my uh, my amygdala, my flight or fight part of my brain that something's wrong. And then I'm going to do more shallow breathing. And before I know it, I'm going to be in a I'm going to be in a heightened state um, of low level anxiety and stress. And from that place, I'm, it's really hard. I've learned it's really hard to then parent um, parent a toddler as I've got or, or any child. I think so. When something happens, the first thing to, for me to remember, and I think is good advice, is to come back to a long, deep breath, because that will just calm your nervous system down. And from there, then it's, you know, OK, what do we need to do with the, the flailing limbs that are on the floor in front yeah. of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good, a good kind of practical thing that people can do. And 
yeah, I, I think breathing is not, not done enough, actually. Deep breathing is not done enough. We, we forget. It's so easy to forget to do that, yeah. that simple tool. I think because it just seems so simple, doesn't it? I mean, when I talk about it, I can sort of, I sort of wonder whether people are internally eye rolling a bit like, really? Um, but, but the truth of it is, is that it's one of the most powerful tools that we've got. And actually our breath, you know, tells our body so much about what's going on in that moment. And it really is a cycle of breathing. And I know you talk about this a lot as well, Chloe, is, um, you know, if we can if we can use that deep breath just to calm in that moment and calm our minds, come into our bodies, the experience that we'll have in the next moment is likely to be quite a different one. Mm. That's that's my that's been my experience. It's been one of my best tools. And I think intuitively we all know it as well, because when someone, you know, if a friend or, a, a, you know, a child or someone comes to us upset, we do tend to say, oh, just take a deep breath. You know, we'll intuitively say that to someone else, but it's much harder, obviously, to say it to ourselves. But I think that's because we all know, you know, I think it's subconscious almost that we know that that's a really helpful way to just coming back to a calmer, more connected place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit more about some of the reasons why there is so much guilt and anxiety amongst mums? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have all the answers on this, and I don't, I don't think anyone does. I think, you know, modern life, and I talk about, you know, the mayhem of modern motherhood, and I use that phrase quite a lot because I think it is really different from how even our parents had to parent. Mm -hmm. I think most of us are uh, working, if not full time, you know, some, you know, three, four, five days, days a week, and I think that brings with it huge challenges around feelings of guilt and um the the juggle and the stress of that you know managing a job and managing a family is incredibly challenging you know i find it challenging um i think the other thing is um technology and, and social media and you know our having the worlds in our in our pockets these days i think that is new and i think that that can be an incredibly helpful thing it can also be an incredibly unhelpful thing mm -hmm. you know when when jesse was little i i became a bit of a doctor googler um you know she so much has looked the wrong way i was on google what's wrong with her you know and i had to stop that because i realized that was really unhelpful and i spoke to my mum about it and she said god we just my experience was so different i would just ask my mum who sort of generally would say it's all fine you're doing a great job so I think I think that, you know, can be a huge help with communities like Motherkind and, you know, other communities where we can share honestly and help each other. But I think the other side of that is that we know more, um, we can know more in an instant. And often what is put on forums and online can be, you know, very extreme. You rarely get the sort of grey. Um, if you type something into Google, it tends to either be, you know, the absolute worst case scenario or the absolute best case. So, so I think that really doesn't help with with the feelings of, um, you know, anxiety and fear and also with comparison. And I talked about that at the start um, It's something that I experienced in my my early motherhood, you know, comparing myself to people online and also comparing myself to people in real life. Um, so I think I think that's a relatively new challenge that mums are having to deal with. You know, we can see what, um, you know, all these glamorous celebrities are up to with their three week old babies and how quickly they've got back to their, you know, their pre baby bodies and how beautiful their hair is. And, you know, it's it's bonkers, really. Um, and I actually set a new rule for myself when Jessie was about two months. I think I said, if I'm not feeling in a good place, I'm not going on social media. 
And that was a real game changer for me because I just found that, you know, as I was sat there in my, you know, milk stained pajamas and it was 11 o'clock and I hadn't managed to get either of us dressed yet. It didn't help me looking at, you know, someone else's highlight reel on Instagram as a new mum. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think we've got lots more to contend with our, our generation of mothers. Um, and something that I want to do with mother kind is use a lot of this, you know, this technology and this connectedness to spread a, a, a more positive message and to spread a message of, um, you know, being kinder to ourselves, which is why I called it mother kind. Um, and, you know, just going easy on ourselves and recognizing how hard it is and, you know, how many different variables and things we've got coming at us that, you know, just we didn't they just didn't happen before. You know, our parents and certainly our parents' parents didn't have this to, to deal with like we do. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, you know, comparison on social media is bad enough. But if you're in, you know, you've just had a baby, you're sleep deprived, you've got less time for yourself you know, your body has changed, you know, I can imagine that must be amplified just to, to sort of see these other mums and their so-called kind of perfect lives. And that comparison must, you know, be more, more out of control in that situation. So it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think as well, you know, not just online, you know, I experienced it in real life as well. What amazed me is when it started when I was pregnant is the is the level of um, external advice and input sort of, you know, quadrupled in my life. All of a sudden, people I didn't know that well were giving me, you know, unsolicited advice, um, were giving me opinions and that sort of carried on. Um, all, all the way through and I think you know learning as mums how to really connect to ourselves and what's right for us and filter out some of that noise is is another really helpful tool that I teach um, because I think that's really difficult and and I, I it still sort of overwhelms me how I'll just be with Jesse minding my own business in the supermarket and someone will come up and give me a piece of advice about you know whatever it is that she's doing um, and I don't think that happens in any other sort of life situation where strangers feel like they can come and tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. So I think, um, I think, yeah, learning to filter that out um, and just focus on what's right for us is another really important tool with the comparison. And, um, you know, with, with the real life stuff, what I noticed as well is when I first had Jesse is it felt to me like, all the other mums were out and about doing so much and doing a class a day and, you know, always out for coffee and doing things. And, you know, I took things much slower with Jessie. You know, I didn't leave the house for about two weeks after I had her. And um, I struggled with that because that, that hooked into some of that guilt and anxiety because I felt, you know, maybe I'm not doing enough for her. You know, maybe I need to go to more classes with her. And I think, you know, having that security in myself that, I've I've grown through this experience by having to is is really helpful as well because it just enables me to replace some of those comparison thoughts or anxious thoughts or less than thoughts with you know a really kind and gentle affirmation to myself like you're doing the best you can or you know it's all happening perfectly or anything that pops into my head yeah. just to you know just to take some of that inner critic away because my inner critic really reared its head um, when I was when I was a new mum and still does now 
you know, I'm sure it will do continue to throughout my motherhood journey, but I've got some tools and, and I teach those and, and mums tell me that those are some of the most helpful things that I've given them. So that's really positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, um, I mean, I've experienced that myself, even though obviously I haven't had children yet, but I've already started to have advice about when I have children, how I should raise them, how I should wean them and, you know, help them to sleep through the night and that sort of thing. So I can't imagine what it's, it's like when you actually are pregnant. <laughs> it is unbelievable. But do you know what's so funny is I found myself doing it the other day. And I was like, God, what am I doing? I think it comes from, you know, almost, you know, when you become a mother, one of the amazing things is the solidarity um, that I experienced as well between mums. And I think some of the unsolicited advice comes from such a good place of genuinely wanting to share what's worked for them or didn't work for them, um, especially with, you know, older mums. But I think, I think yeah, learn, learn, that's one of the most important skills that I teach mums, especially new mums, is learning to filter out some of that because, God, if we listen to all the different advice... And do you know what, Chloe? So much of it is contradictory. That's what's really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in direct conflict, it's, you know, and I threw away a lot of my baby books um, when Jesse was about six months because I just, they all, they all just conflicted or, you know, I felt like I wasn't good enough because my baby wasn't doing what was in the book or I wasn't getting it right or, you know, and I think that really doesn't help. It's a really challenging time anyway. So learning to just get still and quiet and you know I do that through meditation but there are loads of different ways to do that and um you know come back to what feels right for for you and your family and your baby and you know ask advice definitely but you know I think taking on lots of unsolicited advice and, and you know it's funny that you've been getting it already um <laughs> it does it does start the moment that little bump that little bump pops out um yeah it's I think it comes from a good place, but I think it's our it's our job as as mums to learn to create a little bubble around ourselves and our family so that we can you know feel really secure and calm in what we're doing, which isn't easy. It's a journey. Mm. Um, but I think it's it's probably the most important ones that will will make us a mum because I think that continues, you know, even more, especially at school, you know, where there's lots of direct comparison between, you know, grades and classes and after school clubs and even which school they go to and yeah, so learning to have that sense of self and that security through the motherhood journey is is something that I'm really passionate about teaching and spreading and talking more about. Yeah, so so important. Um, one thing that I was I was wondering because I hear this a lot with my clients who haven't had children yet, but they know that they want to, and there's a lot of fear about um, doing that because maybe they're experiencing experiencing anxiety or they get stressed easily and they're, they're wondering how they will ever cope you know having to look after another little person would you have any kind of words of advice or reassurance to people in that situation yeah I mean I really I really relate to that because that was my experience I was absolutely petrified of becoming a mother for all those reasons you know will I be a good enough mum um, will I be able to do this? Will I, you know, I knew that I had all these tendencies towards fear and anxiety and, you know, I, I sort of, I had exactly the same concerns. I think, I think the first thing that I'd say is that it's really normal to feel fearful about a big life changing event. You know, most of us feel fearful about any big change, you know, whether that's a new job or 
you know, moving house or so, you know, I think becoming a mum is the biggest thing we'll ever do. So it was all, it was all, it would almost be unnatural if we didn't experience some fear about that. You know, and what I've learned about fear is that it often gets loudest, the closest we get to what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I think if your path is to become a mum and you feel that in your heart that you want to be a mum and you experience lots of fear about that, you know, I would say that's probably a, a good sign. Um, you know, it shows that you're going into it consciously. It shows that you you understand how important a role it is and, you know, what a huge thing in your life it will be. So I think welcoming that fear in and examining it and maybe you know, do some journaling. I did, I did loads of journaling and, and work with my therapist and other people that I had in my life um, before I became a mum, thinking about the type of mum that I wanted to be. And, um, you know, what I would do if certain things arose. And I think that's, that's also really helpful for dissipating fear is just holding it up to the light. You know, what's this fear about? And then I would say, you know, think about other times in, in your life when you have, you know, been incredibly fearful about something and handled it really well. And motherhood is the same, you know, yes, it is challenging. And I talk about the challenges a lot. Um, but I do that because I think we need to talk about them more, but not, I don't do that because I think we can't cope with the challenges because we absolutely can, you know, we've, you know, a lot of us have dealt with huge challenges in our lives and have thrived through them. And that's my experience of motherhood. You know, I've, I've thrived through motherhood and I think, you know, a lot of people do and learn more about themselves than they ever thought. So I would say, you know, if you're fearful, um, that's that's totally natural you know maybe journal about it as I said you know write about it what, what's the fear and how could you overcome that and then think about working with someone you know whether that's a coach or a therapist or just a really good friend or about um, giving yourself some tools you know that is one thing that I wish I had thought about a bit more um, are some tools so maybe it's you know starting a meditation practice or maybe it's starting to use affirmations or journaling or yoga or you know some other tools so that when when that time comes those challenges do arise things in your toolkit and that will help dissipate the fear as well and also I think you know there's no better time to start to learn some of these tools and techniques than you know when you're thinking about becoming a mum or when you are a mum because I think we need it we need it so much and then we're being a really great model as well to our children um, about how we how we deal with fear and how we deal with challenges in our lives. Yeah, and it's it's so good to know that there are things that you can do. There are tools that are at your disposal that don't need to take up loads of time, but which are practical things that you can do to help yourself to deal with the challenges that you know might come up throughout yeah, I motherhood. Mean, I- yeah, affirmations for me is like, well, my number one go-to is journaling, um, even like three or four sentences about what's going on. And, and my second one, affirmations. So, you know, if you're if you're pregnant or you've got a newborn or you're thinking about getting pregnant and, you know, the fear arises, I always suggest to people, you know, I can handle this. It's such a simple little phrase to just say to yourself, I can handle this. You know, and just and just keep repeating that um and and it doesn't matter to be honest if you don't believe it (laughs) our brains don't know the difference um so so, you know repeating an affirmation like that can just totally change your experience of that of that moment that's actually one of my favorite affirmations um and it's 
no matter what happens, I'll handle it. And it's from the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's one of my favourites. Um, that was actually the first sort of self-helpy development book that I ever read. And I reread it every year um, because I, I love it. And my other one from, from that same book is It's All Happening Perfectly. Yeah. which is another Susan Jeffers yeah. um, who wrote that book. Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just amazing affirmations that just, you know, we don't even need to call them affirmations if that word doesn't sit with you. You know, just phrases, you know, that we can say to ourselves in the moment just to settle down whatever might be, whatever might be going on. Yeah, that's another one of my favourites as well. It's all happening perfectly. It's all happening yeah, perfectly. I, I say that so often as I'm like stuck in traffic or you know, something stressful is happening. I'm like, it's all happening perfectly. I don't believe it uh, always in the moment, but I keep saying it, you know, and eventually it just really helps calm me. Amazing. And so many, yeah, practical ideas that you've shared there and insights. And I'm sure for lots of people, it's just nice to hear of your experiences and the things you've heard from other mums that is just very reassuring to know that you know you're not alone if you're struggling with with motherhood and it is normal to experience whatever you're whatever you're going through yeah and exactly can you tell us about your podcast yeah I'd love to so um when I started Motherkind I actually started thinking that it would be a blog um, that it would just be like a personal place really for me to share I didn't even at the start think I would share it more widely but I thought I would do this blog and I'd just blog about you know what was happening with me and how I was growing and changing and learning about myself through motherhood and um, and then I started to think well hang on a minute I haven't read any blogs because I haven't got time so maybe if you know if, if someone did one day want to read it maybe I should start something that's a bit more um, easy for mums and um, at the same time I was reading an article about podcasts and this author was saying that podcasts are great because they're one of the only channels that you don't have to um, stop what you're doing to engage with and I thought god that's perfect for mums so you know we can be like whizzing up the carrot puree or on the school run or what doing whatever we need to do or you know commuting to work um and I could I could share some of this stuff and um also selfishly I, I'd been following all these amazing teachers you know like yourself Chloe for years and I thought god I could ask them all of my problems that I'm having and all <laughs> these challenges and um get loads more tools in my toolkit so so I started the podcast and um it was amazing. I mean, the response has just been amazing in terms of no one has said no yet um, to, to coming on. And the feedback that I get from mums listening to it, it moves me to tears sometimes um, about the support that they feel and how or how they've learned a tool or heard something that's really resonated with them. And I try and keep the conversations really practical and um, just share like real snippets and yeah, I've had some. I've had some amazing guests. I mean, Mar I launched with Marianne Williamson, which was which was amazing. Um, and then I've had you, know, you Chloe. I've had um, Julie Montague, who's who's got four children, and so she was just brilliant because I was really, you know, really grilling her about how how do you fit in looking after yourself with four kids. So, yeah, the podcast has been it's been a real joy in my life. I've absolutely loved it, and in a way, it's beyond my wildest dreams to be doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would. Um, I never thought I'd be here. But yeah, I just absolutely love it. And can you tell us what it's called? Mm, I probably should. Um, it's called the Motherkind Podcast. 
and you can find it on iTunes or on SoundCloud um, if you're not on, on iTunes. And also, I put them all on my website as well, which is motherkind.co. Great. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll post the link to the, to the podcast in the show notes as well. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I think we're on episode... 14 or 15 so it's still quite new but there's some really I mean just some amazing women that I've spoken to and your one is on there Chloe obviously so if people want to hear us talk the other way around where I'm interviewing you um, about anxiety and motherhood which was something which you know we had amazing feedback from that episode so yeah there's lots of lots of content and lots of resource on there brilliant such an amazing resource and so easy to access no matter what you're doing. So definitely check that out. Um, and if people want to, you know, work with you or they want to find out more about you, have you got any events coming up? What what can people do to contact you? Yes. Yeah, so I do um, I do coaching. So I have two programs. One is called Reconnect to You, which is a six week program where um, we look at well, what it does on tin you know ways that you can look after yourself and look at some of the challenges that you might be having and, and I support with um with a six-week journey with that the second coaching package I do is around guilt so helping to look at if if a mum's really struggling with guilt you know what might be going on put some really practical tools or um you know advice and and we dig we dig a bit deeper as well about some of the patterns around why we might be feeling guilty and and try to release and transform those so I do those two coaching packages I also do um lots of talks and events so on the 12th of March um I don't know when this podcast will go out um I will be doing a talk at Blooms which is a women's only member club and it also has a nursery and I'm doing a talk there about how we can be um mums entrepreneurs and still look after ourselves so looking forward to that one I'm doing an event on the 24th of March at something called the space retreat uh, which is brilliant it's a it's a it's a day retreat for mums with childcare. so you can come along and there are going to be you know massages nails somewhere to sleep all the latest you know magazines glossies I think there's going to be a room to watch a movie just a really nice day and I'm going to be doing a talk there and running workshops throughout the day so that's the 24th of March and then on the 14th of April I'm running uh, my own workshop called Becoming Mum which is for pregnant mums and it's where I'm going to share all of my top tips and tools for how to look after yourselves in the first three months of having a newborn and I'm doing that with um, a child psychologist as well we're, we're doing it together so um yeah, those are some of the events that I've got coming up. And then I'm going to be doing, you know, lots of the wellbeing festivals through the summer. Um, and yeah, on Instagram, so at motherkind.co. And I, I try and post daily, you know, really honestly, um, what's going on for me and share some of the tips and tools or inspiration or what I've learned from interviewing all these amazing women on the podcast. So yeah, come and find me on Instagram as well. Fantastic. Those events sound amazing. Definitely check that out. And this podcast will be out before the 12th of March. So hopefully some people can head along to that. Great. That would be good. It'd be really good to see some people there. Amazing. Thank you so much for chatting to me. I've definitely got some insights and some good ideas and inspiration. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hopefully see you soon, Zoe. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Thanks then. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.